and welcome to another edition of the First and Orange Broncos podcast. I'm Kyle Fredrickson, joined by Ryan O'Halloran. We're the Broncos beat reporters for the Denver Post, and it is Cincinnati Bengals week. It is the lead-up to kickoff, Ryan. Momentum, excitement, two wins in a row. Are, are, are you feeling rejuvenated? Are, are you feeling like this is a team that's getting more fun to cover? Or, or is it, uh, even as a reporter, maybe thinking, uh, is this maybe a, a mirage? I mean, what, what do you make of it? Well, the reason why we had to delay the start of this is because I had to yawn three times. <laughs> uh, I do agree with Vance Joseph's matcher this week yeah. is that they're not a 500 team yet. Um, they're five and six. You know, last week at this time, they were one win away from making things interesting. They got that win. They are now playing relevant games in December once this calendar turns later in the week. Um, the players should be excited. They've worked hard to get back in the striking distance, but... They also know their margin for error is razor thin. If they lose one more game, I don't think it's going to be enough uh, to make the playoffs. They have to basically win out, I think, unless another t- two team or two falls apart. So, But, uh, you know, I am a believer in momentum week to week, uh, believing that you can win, and the Broncos should have that going on the road. This is a, a Bengals team they're facing that started off the year just so promising. They beat several teams who are still in the playoff chase at this point in the Colts, the Ravens, the Falcons, the Dolphins. And then since they're one in five in their last six, they fired their defensive coordinator. Uh, Ryan, the wheels have just kind of fallen off. And I think it's so interesting every year we talk about Marvin Lewis's job security. Here's a guy in his 16th season with the team. Looking at his win percentage since 2016, you know, it's .42. I don't know how any other coach in the league survives something like that. What do you make of this? Are are the Bengals sort of always on the edge of imploding and and Marvin Lewis somehow saves his job at the end of the year? Is is that how he's been able to to make this happen? Well, I can't remember a lot of instances where Mike Brown, who's the owner, the president, the general manager, has come out a day after the season and say Marvin will be back. You know, because they have made the playoffs a half dozen times. They have not won a game in the playoffs under Marvin Lewis, so that's going to be on his resume. But you got to think at some point there will be a mutual parting of the ways. Uh, it has not gone well this year. You know, there are issues. You know, Terrell Austin was a respected coordinator coming from Detroit. He didn't, he didn't last a year. He got fired. Now Marvin's back calling the plays on defense. Their problem is they can't stop anybody. Something you wrote about in Thursday's print edition, they're last in yards, last in points, last on third down. If you're the Broncos on offense, you at least have to have a little bit of confidence you're going to be able to move ball against this team, right? Yeah, yeah, you would sure think so. And, you know, this is a Broncos team, like I said in that article, has only eclipsed 30 points once all year with that 45-point outburst. Uh, it would sure seem that this would be a, a case where they could match that performance in Arizona when they put up all those points. This team isn't maybe is in as shambles as that Cardinals team was, uh, but certainly not in a great spot. And that maybe transitions to my next point here, Ryan. Uh, it's the Jeff Driscoll show. We get to see a backup quarterback for the Bengals, uh, a guy who put up a bunch of numbers at Florida, went to Louisiana Tech for a grad transfer year. Again, was very strong, a big 6'4 guy who can run. He's real fast, ran for like a four, five, six at the combine in the 40s, something like that. Uh, for an NFL defense, how much of a wild card is this? Being that there's just not much film on this player, does that make him tough to prepare for? Or is the Broncos kind of licking their chops saying, hey, let's just kind of send the house at this guy and, and see what he, how he can handle it? Probably some of both. Um, 
back on Driscoll from the Orlando area, um, one of the most highly recruited quarterbacks in the country. Blake Bortles played in the same conference right down the road. He had one offer from UCF, went on to be a third overall pick. So Driscoll took a little more winding road, played at Florida, transferred. From a Broncos standpoint, I think it's going to be a little bit of a filly-out quarter, first quarter. Okay, how much has their offense really changed with a younger quarterback? How much is he just going to go to A.J. Green? Because that's a comf- security blanket. So I think from the Broncos thing, they want to still get in the third down, and then maybe they'll try and disguise a little bit, try and confuse him with some pressures just to see how he reacts. If he reacts well and he scrambles or extends a play and throws a pass, then it's up to Joe Woods and Vance Joseph to say, hey, maybe we got to just stick with what we do best and play a rush five, rush four, and then play cover on the back end. So with that, Ryan, let's just jump right into predictions. This is a game where the Broncos are favored on the road. That's amazing. If you had told us that a few weeks ago, that they'd be a road favorite going into December, you'd say, hey, that's that's pretty crazy. But they should be favored, right? I mean, based on, on how well they've played, you know, tell us how you think this game might play out and, and, and give us sort of a, a tentative score prediction if, if you don't have one locked up. Yeah, well, I, I think the line is was produced by the Dalton injury. Had Dalton been healthy, you know, maybe the Broncos would have been a one-point favorite because they have a couple wins in a row. The Bengals are reeling. Um, I think the Broncos know what's at stake right now. Uh, for the first time in a long time this year, things are in their hands. Uh, go there. Make life tough for the rookie quarterback. Adrian Green's going to get his catches and yards, but don't let him get a 70-yard touchdown for a quick score and give that team confidence. So I think the Broncos will be ready to go, and I think they win uh, 31-20. That's pretty close to what I had written down on my notepad here. I've got Broncos 38, Bengals 21. Um, And like you mentioned previously, Ryan, the Broncos offense should thrive here. And looking at what Phillip Lindsay's been able to do and how effective he's been, still haven't had a game where he's been like the grinded out back, where he's just, you know, bullying guys late in the fourth quarter. Still doesn't have a 20-carry game. For me... I'd love to see this Broncos team establish that run and see what he can do with 20, 25 carries. He did that at CU. I mean, obviously it's different from from what they're facing in the NFL, but don't you think that'll be a true sign of of how this Broncos offense is is able to perform and to turn into a you know a, a grinded out team when they have to? Something we we haven't seen them do simply because they haven't been put in a lot of those situations. I mean, when they did Seattle, first game it was Royce Freeman sort of carrying that bulldozing role. That could be his niche right now. Um, you know, with Lindsey, not a lot of guys get to 20 carries in a game anyways. You look at Sony Michelle in New England, he hasn't got 20 all year. So, so I mean, this is a 1-1-A thing. I, I think they want to get Royce Freeman going a little bit. He sort of has struggled since he came back from his injury. I'm not saying they should start him, but everybody says, well, you, know, you give it to Philip Lindsey more where he gets to 20 touches would be if he becomes more of an option in the receiving game. He's not that option right now. Uh, I think the 15 to 18 carry thing is a nice little sweet spot for him because uh, he's getting a lot of tough yards. So if this game goes the way the Broncos should want it to go, it's Philip Lindsay with 17 carries, Royce Freeman with 13 carries, and a little bit of a Devontae Booker, and by all of a sudden you got 35 rushing attempts, and the game's two and a half hours uh, to take. Or to, how do I want to say that? <laughs> it takes two and a half hours to play the dang game. There we go. So, but I think they feel confident that 
they can win without Philip Lindsay getting those touches. That said, it would be interesting to see how he reacts with his production if he does get 22 carries in a game. Right, right, for sure. And with the Broncos playmakers in the backfield, you know, why not allow Royce Freeman and even Booker uh, to show what he can do, a guy who's had a, a bit of an increased role, it seems, the, the past few weeks. Yeah, and, and one other rookie that should be noted is Cortland Sutton had a struggle against Pittsburgh. He's running new kinds of routes. Those have been his drops. Uh, quick slants over the middle where maybe he's looking upfield, maybe looking for a defender. I think if you're Bill Musgrave and Case Keenum, you sort of want to give him a little something early in the game to show him that he's going to be involved. But the other thing with Sutton is for half the season, Banstro says, well, you throw it downfield, it's going to be a penalty or a catch. They should have those built into the game plan three times. I don't care if it's in the first half or the fourth quarter. Take some shots with the kid because maybe if he catches a pass downfield early, that'll get him going for all the other things you want him to do. A lot of storylines to watch, Ryan, as we get closer to kickoff on Sunday. Uh, a critical road test for the Broncos, trying to make it three straight wins, um, something that we thought was maybe blasphemy uh, when it seemed like everything was crumbling through that 3-6 and six start. But with that, we'll sign off for the first in orange. Uh, for Ryan, uh, thank you guys for listening uh, as well to this edition. Be sure to subscribe to us. Uh, listen to every one of our new podcasts that drops. You can follow all of our content as well online at denverpost.com, and be sure to pick us up the print edition every day as well. Uh, We will see you guys next time.